you can very reliably stab people in the back whenever they turn a corner. To the electronic wireless show, the rock paper shotgun electronic wireless show. Branding, man, branding. <laughs> I, it's only whenever you're on, John, that I always forget to add the <laughs> rock paper shotgun bit. It is a stupid uh, name we should never have thought of. Uh, I'm Brendan. That's John Walker. Hello. Uh, we also have with us uh, Matt Cox. Hello. Uh, we're all together like a big happy family. All sat on uh, each other's laps. Yeah, that's how we record. In a big pile. No, it's not a big pile. It's like a tower. We've got John at the bottom. We've got me in the middle, and then and then Matt just crowning the top there. Like a little pyramid with that size order. I was thinking of age, but (laughs) (laughs) got no idea how I would balance us three. But I think I would I would pick that order. I've got no I've got no criteria. Well, there we are. We're going to talk about shooters. Uh, we're going to talk about shooters. First-person shooters, I think we're keeping it too. But sometimes, maybe the old third-person shooter will will slip in. We're talking about them because we did a big top 50 list at the start of the, this week, um, which you may or may not agree with. You can go and see it. I'll put a link to it in the description. Uh, and I'm going to talk to Matt and John about this and whether or not they agree with the list's order, because I was the one to just shimmy it around from last year's. It's all wrong. It's all very wrong. Let's start with that. I was going to ask you what your favourite shooters are, full stop, but because um, I don't know how much we want to spoil for the top 50 list for anyone who hasn't read it. If you haven't read it, pause now, go and see it, see if you agree, and then come back and listen to us talk about it. How about that? That's the solution. All right. Never mind. Oh my goodness. Is anyone really going, oh God, I can't go out. Someone might tell me the number one in the RPS top 50. <laughs> That'd be some. I can see that. I might have done that. <laughs> so, some people might not like, take, might not be able to take their phone out and read it at the time. That's why they're listening. Maybe they're driving, you know. People who are driving deserve to know that Doom is at number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you are, driver. It's Doom. Doom one. The first Doom. The base Doom. I've never played it. Matt! What year were you born, Matt <laughs> What year were you born? I was born three years post-Doom. 96? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Gosh, I was 15 when it came out. Matt, you should do your homework. Come on. There's just so much homework. That, like... This is true. I feel so sorry for anyone who is a grown-up, a full, actual, real-life grown-up, who has, is somehow expected to have played everything that came yeah. out in the 18 years you're, before. You're not, 
You're not expected to play everything, but come on. Doom. It's Doom. It's like not playing Tetris. You've played Tetris, right? Uh, yes. Go on, why should I play Doom? Tell me. It's really good. It's alright, you, sh- you shoot things, you shoot things in it, don't you? It's got, it's got bullets. But it's, but it's old and boring, Brandon. I would say, I would argue, when if you were to go and play it uh, this afternoon, which you have to, you would, the first thing that would blow you away was how, is how fast and modern it feels. Okay, but there's loads of fast and modern things that aren't yeah, They don't have old. exquisite level design by John Romero. Mostly true. It's it's a fa- it will, the first thing that you'll find if you try to play it is how frustrating it is that there's no mouse look. That will drive you round the bend. <laughs> it, it, what? But once you adjust your brain to that, suddenly it all starts to fall into place. And okay. the speed at which you can move, and the the manicness, and the brilliance of the alien design, and the humour, and <clears throat> yeah. Mo- just so much the speed. It starts to make it makes modern shooters feel sluggish and old and convoluted. I think you also might find the simplicity of it refreshing if you're someone who's coming to it from modern day shooters that add a lot of bits and pieces because they're all building on Doom. But Doom's like very very simple. You got guns, use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not gonna. The only time it troubles you with story is uh, right at the start and then right at the end. And then the rest of the time, it's not going to faff about that nonsense. Although, I, I should say, like, you, but even if you think it's not great and you're playing it and it's kind of like, well, this is overrated. It it's overrated because it's old and it's got the te- it's got that you know like that following and prestige. Um, but you should play it anyway because you know you should watch. The old <laughs> movies that nobody watches anymore. See, now I haven't have, watched any that, of those they're... movies, and I disagree with you here. Match and play because <laughs> it's fun. The reason you should play it is because it's fun. No, okay. It is fun, but also to see. <laughs> I I do I do like the idea of playing it because it's it is a I guess a a cultural touchstone, and I like there are there are old films that I've watched that I haven't enjoyed at all, but I've come out of it going. Oh, I get. I understand more now. <laughs> I understand all those Family Guy jokes now. Yeah, yeah. You can feel like more um, justified in saying the Citizen Kane is actually not very good because it's boring. <laughs> I mean, but you you don't need to play it for very long. Mm. You know, you can play a couple of levels and give up. It's fine. You'll want to. Have you played Quake? I think so. I can't remember. There's there are some games that. <laughs> uh so old to me now that I played when I was very very young that have sort of that I can't really identify beyond specific scenes and Quake may well have been one of them. What's your birth date? What's your birth date? Don't okay. tell your your birthday. Oh, That's it's... not something you share on the internet. They can find out. Everyone does this on everyone's Twitter account. It's fine. It's like everyone's Facebook. Don't be silly. Um, I'm beeping it. So you were alive for <laughs> f- months when Quake came out. Yes, apparently. Um, I so now if I were had been doing this list, I think I would have been tempted to put Quake at number one. Quake was at number one. I moved it. Ah, interesting. Because that I think Quake is still immediately. Whereas Doom, you have to readjust your, you have to recalibrate your brain before you can mm. start playing. Quake, you can just dive straight in and go. Oh my goodness, why isn't every shooter like this this wonderful? Is Quake the one where you start in an, an alien prison? Or a prison ship? That's, that's, unreal. that's unreal, isn't it? Unreal. Yeah. I was thinking of Unreal. I don't think I have played Quake. 
I love this because I can imagine there's this uh, there's a contingent of listeners who are sort of my age going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then a contingent of listeners who are like in their early twenties going, uh huh, what? Which one's unreal? I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. I'm treading on a lot of old people's toes. But I think uh, old people need to listen to that carefully and realise, no, 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 no. He's, you know, no one's in the wrong for being young. <laughs> That's true. That's good to hear. Uh, so, yeah, I moved Quake from the top one um, because I, I don't really care for Quake that much. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really like Doom, even though Quake is more my generation shooter. I just have more fun with Doom. How old are you, Brendan? I'm 30. So you were born in, in 88, 87? Yeah. 89? Yeah. One of those? One of those. So I was born in 77, just to put some perspective on this. I'm a very old man. <laughs> Although I did notice today that if you want to get past an age gate, you only need to scroll back as far as 2000. That one gets to me as well. I, I mean, <laughs> not as fairly, obviously, but I, I saw you tweet that and related to it, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so am I right in thinking neither of you agree that Doom should be the top shooter in our top fifty? I mean, I think we've established I can't say. <laughs> See, I have, uh, having done this idiotic job for twenty years and compiled more than enough top one hundreds and top fifties, I am completely aware that the whole thing is utterly arbitrary and caring is is a, a complete waste of anyone's energy. So I'm very happy <laughs> oh, yeah, for it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that is true, and I agree, and that is why I, I just did it almost at random. And yet, the fact that Duke Nukem 3D isn't in there is an outrage, and I'm furious. <laughs> I was about to do this joke. It's <laughs> maddening that TF2 is at number 40. Dark Forces, which is so much better than Doom, is at 47! I moved Dark Forces way down. Way <laughs> I'm glad down. You kept it in. I think I moved Dark Forces down because, well... Basically how I made this list is that I went into Alex. Most of the writing is Alex. 46 out of 50 of these entries and all of the honourable mentions are Alex words. So when I went in, basically I was tasked with just shuffling it around and putting the new ones in. And when you shuffle things around, basically you just move, you see something you're like, I don't know, for example, Overwatch could go down and then in Overwatch's place, you just put in a new one. Because it's the easiest way to do it on the the document that you're working on. And you don't really think too hard about it. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is the secret of top 50 lists is that you kind of get an approximation for it in your head. I was going to put Half-Life 2 at the top, for example, because I figured that that would be one that a lot of people would agree on. But when I read the actual entries that Alec had written about it, Half-Life 2 is like two kind of paragraphs of, of celebratory writing. But when I read Dooms, it was like five paragraphs of love for Doom. So it just made more sense to put that at the top. Yeah, based on that criteria, Transformers should be a number one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so there's this industry secret for anyone who hasn't figured that out already. Uh, top 50 lists, top anything lists are just nonsense. They're just throw throw 50 shooters at a wall and see what comes out top. I always it's wonder, interesting because... Matt. If we should do the thing we do with the calendar, where we just say there's no order apart from the top one. Like, that seems accurate and honest. Um, we did technically have that written in the body text of this thing, but then oh, we? we also had numbered it. So it makes no sense to number them if you're going for a non-numbered list. I prefer Kieran's approach. Kieran's approach was always, uh, this list isn't in order apart from when it is. 
So back in the olden days, the PC Gamer, and I know that they don't do it this way anymore, um, but back in the olden days, uh, so we're talking about 15 years ago, the way we would compile the top 100 in PC Gamer mm. is we'd all go round to Ross's house and then have a really horrible argument for a day. And it really, and, and what would happen is the, 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 the positions people cared about the most, the games people cared about the most would just get break down into people getting genuinely angry with each other, really heated arguments and unpleasantness. <laughs> and then uh, gradually as everyone got tired and weary and, and, and hungry, they, people would start caring a lot less. <laughs> so just, the top 100 would just sort of drivel off after about 20 and say, oh, I'll put the last 80 in, who cares? <laughs> It's done by some horrible voting criteria remotely now. There's no arguing allowed. Dreadful business. Uh, I think I prefer it this way. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely everyone hated that. Everyone wanted to be there and then hated that they'd gone. That was the, uh, the old school top 100 rules. Uh, so what are your favourite shooters? Let's get down to business here. Go on, Matt. I'm going to go for Team Fortress 2, which I've just realised on the list is the only entry that isn't linked to anything at the top <laughs> which is scandalous wait you mean i forgot to put a, a, a link for it yeah at the top where there's red writing there's no, there's now okay that's something i should just fix <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh tf2 is a fantastic game um and it's in- like it's interesting talking about it as my favorite cheater because or one of my favorite cheaters i don't know if i can commit to a favorite cheater but I don't play it as a shooter at all because I play it as the spy um, who hardly ever shoots anything, although you can and should, and that's the thing a lot of play- spy players should do more is they underestimate their gun, but they underestimate it because you have a knife as a spy in TF2 which instantly kills anybody if you can get behind them. And then you can also, depending on what watch you equip, uh, <laughs> go invisible in different ways and disguise yourselves as the enemy so playing as a spy in tf2 is like it's not it's it's like nothing else um and i know a lot of people have said that but it's also very true but there's another layer to it that a lot of people have missed which is that it's like nothing else for completely unintentional reasons in that so you've got this central thing where playing as a spy revolves around instantly killing people if you can get behind them. And people figured out that there are sort of tricks you can pull that manipulate how almost everybody moves in games. So like a good example of that is everybody moves around corners in sort of exactly the same way. We're all like practice enough at turning a corner that we do it such that our backs are at a certain point, like pretty constantly. It's very, very reliable. So, which means when you... Do you mean your back... Do you turn, you turn corners in TF2 the, so that your back is always against the wall? Not when you're against the wall, but when you... Because we're all so used to turning around corners, we all do it in sort of the optimal way, I think. There's like a... We're all, we all like conserve our movements in a way such that as a spy that knows what you're doing, you can very reliably stab people in the back whenever they turn a corner. So if you if somebody's chasing you as a spy, you can stop, turn around, and then just murder them as they walk through the door. And ah, oh, pulling off practicing and pulling off tricks like that is yeah, just some of the most satisfying fun I've had in any game for hours and hours and hours. I will admit that TF2 is excellent, and I should have put it higher up the list, maybe. 
Um, because when I look at some of the other ones, <laughs> it feels <laughs> like it feels yeah, it feels unfair. It oh. feels on it feels unfair to have how many battlefield games above it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd agree with that because, like, I love it. There's there's that very specific love of it, but it's also like of the the way the spy works. But it's also inventive and funny and weird in a way that I mean, a lot of things are, but certainly battlefields are not. <laughs> what about you, John? What's your favorite shooter? I do struggle to pick a favorite. Um, give me one. Give me a good one. Well, I, this, yeah. So I, I, I do worry about nostalgia interfering a bit too much. So, and I won't say no one lives forever, but each time I go back and play it, I get a bit frustrated by how bad the first level is, and <laughs> and then it's quite, yeah, it's quite, it's it's a great game, but it's a lot woollier than I always remember. And then uh, I always want to say Mysteries of the Sith because that was amazing, but I do wonder if I would find it as amazing if I played it now. I think the one I played, went back and played recently, is is Dark Forces. Um, and that is, it's an astoundingly good game, but I don't know if it'd be my favourite. I do struggle. I'd like something more recent, like Prey, probably. Or, you know, just just because it was, or just that whole, see, now the the problem is I want to answer Thief, and I know that technically doesn't count. That's my favourite first person game, is Thief. But it's not really a shooter, so we don't put it in this list, do we? Well, the list is a bit weird, because Prey is on the list, it's number 36. Uh, so better than Team Fortress 2. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, there is other things as well, like Alien Isolation is on the list. That's not necessarily a shooter very much because there's not that much shooting in it. Dishonored 2 is on the list, and that's more of a stabber. So, yeah, but they're, they're, so they're, they're outliers. So, so Thief is unquestionably my favorite first-person game. But I would agree it's not a shooter, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on a first on an FPS list. Um, so yeah, I really do struggle. I I've, I love the genre. I always found the the FPS the, the this peculiar genre because it has always always been cited as oh there's just so many FPS games oh why are all the games FPS games, and then and, and every time that has happened there's been like two or three a year. It's the most underserved genre that people think is overserved. I think they think it's overserved because it's it's massive like the the well, yeah. when. It, it, in terms of blockbusters, the biggest blockbuster of the year is usually a first-person shooter. Yeah, if you re- Activision know when they, they put out an annual COD because they're going to make $2 billion. So it's a reason why they release that game every year. Yeah. Um, but I agree, there are there are less, fewer, fewer first-person shooters than you think that are excellent. Absolutely, That's there's no doubt. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I crave good ones. All the time, I always want to have a new, decent first-person shooter to play. I think the the trend toward the stuff like um, uh, Devil Daggers, I love that it exists, but it's so so beyond anything I'm good at. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like, I've I've managed to last more than a minute once in Devil Daggers, <laughs> and um, I played it a lot to get that, and and I and I really enjoyed it. But it's not. It's, I think the the FPS is in a sort of either there's it's a it's a multiplayer thing which I have no interest in at all, or it's uh, very much more sort of crazy reaction times stuff at the moment so maybe it's not in its best place but i do love anything that kind of is of the looking glass family tree so your thieves and your dishonoreds and sorry your, your, your praise and your dishonoreds and, and stuff like that are, are what really do it for me i guess uh, it's, it's interesting because uh when my mind goes to it everything i think about is pretty much university multiplayer stuff 
you've probably said on a podcast before, John, or elsewhere, but why exactly don't you like multiplayer games? Because I, I, have you ever met other people? <laughs> yeah, and beating them is really fun. <laughs> it's a comp- well, yeah, that's un- that's likely to happen. So it's <laughs> it's a, it's it's a t- it's twofold. It's one is that um, I like playing games my own way, and I don't want other people interfering. And then the the sort of flip side of that is I can't stand the sense that I'm letting someone else down when I play a game. Hmm. Um, I remember I got I had a really awful experience a few years back with um, Planet Side. I was playing Planet Side with a group of people who uh, so it was Jim and Kieran and some of their friends from an old forum, and their friends were horrid to me because I didn't know how to play and no one would help and then I messed up and they were really angry with me for messing up and people were just being really unpleasant and I thought no I'm done I'm no that's it for me in multiplayer I'm no interest in you should never ever play Overwatch. <laughs> well, so I'm none of no interest in it. I've played a bunch of TF2, obviously, um, because you could play independently and and not have to. And even if you're in a team, you can sort of get away with not being good or mucking around or whatever it might be. Um, but no, I just I hate that environment that someone else might spoil my game or I might spoil someone else's game. That I find that really un- uncomfortable. Ah, see, it's it's interesting because I think that's that's very. That's very understandable, and like I totally I see where you're coming from. But I do like my first thought is, yeah, but you're missing out on so many. Like <laughs> if you if you found a, if you played, a, if one of your formative experiences was, I guess, playing uh, regularly playing a game with a bunch of people that were really nice and supportive, I wonder, I wonder if you'd feel differently. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, and I've you know I've had multiple experiences like playing uh, Warcraft with. Uh, funnily enough, uh, I think we've talked about this many many years ago. But the uh, the rock paper shotgun team that didn't know it was at the time we played uh, uh, City of Heroes together. So long before uh, RPS was a twinkle in our eyes, Jim, Kieran, Alec, and I would play City of Heroes along with a few others. Um, and I had a brilliant time doing that, and I played Warcraft with Alec and Jim, and you know, and, and that that was great. But it, it, then again, it was just me and a couple of friends meandering. <laughs> there was no sense that you shoot that or I'll die. And then, and, and even then, Kieran did his utmost to spoil it by uh, by his uh, demanding that I heal him, even though I wasn't a healer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where the healer John is. That's a bad where it comes from. comes from. It comes from. I was I was playing a blaster, um, a cipher. You know, was it? A, I can't remember. It was my. Uh, I can't remember the the, genre, the 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 obscure category. But I had a, a very poor heal. I could uh, drain energy from enemies and transfer it to someone who was stood immediately next to me. Kieran would either kill the enemy I was draining from or refuse to stand next to me and then blame me when he died. And that's where the whole John's a bad healer thing comes from. <laughs> Good times. Uh, okay, so we, we've got a few the FPS there, rather sorry. Yeah, but we've we've got a few ca- candidates here then for all y'all favorite shooters. Mine's Halo, which is better than both of yours. But what we could do is we could say <laughs> it's going unchallenged, is it? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's better than both of yours, but I love it. I love Tron 2.0. That's a game I go back and play, but that's not on the list. I took it off. I'm sorry. I, know. I don't mind. I don't mind you took it off. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's on the honourable mentions. I only took it off because I've never played it and I wanted to make room for something else. Grand. Um, sorry. No, like I say, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, I moved Halo up as well because I love it. I think it's great. 
you can only hold two guns and I, I like that because I don't have the attention span for 12 weapons that all look like slightly chunkier versions of the last weapon. So, although interestingly, I'd argue modern dooms weapon ver- modern dooms, you know, proper dooms uh, weapon variety <laughs> is one of its main selling points. Uh, yeah, because modern doom, new doom has learned. All right, it's learned, and it's got better graphics, so it can show you strange, different new things. I was playing Unreal last night uh, because it's free. Uh, Unreal Gold is free right now on good old games on Steam. Mm-hmm. So you can just download it for a night. Uh, and yeah, the guns are kind of like a bit CME. Mm. Uh, they're CME looking. They're not CME yeah. being. It wouldn't be hard work for someone to convince me that Unreal was my favourite FPS. That, really? that's, you can go back and play that and just have such a great time still. I was having a good time last night until I died and realised, oh, autosave didn't exist 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you young Filipino gibbets. But yeah, it was really, really good fun. Um, I love that bullet sponges are not a modern thing, because that was the pumping them full of handgun bullets was definitely doing it for me. I think what, what, one of the things that um, Unreal did so that was so interesting was embrace circle strafe as... Uh as a core means of playing a game. So it noticed that it understood that people had been doing that in other shooters and said, right, this is, am I right about this or did they invent it? I really, I'm too, it's too long ago to remember. But the fact that so many of the levels were arenas that you would find yourself in yet another arena, but it never felt forced. It was always, it felt natural that, oh no, I've got this huge playground in which to kill these few baddies and we're all going to have to do this amazing dance around each other if we're going to have a good time. Um, yeah, it is quite nice. Like the the rooms that you're put in whenever a baddie like appears or you run into a room with a baddie always have like a lot of kind of obstructions in the way. So you kind of have to be unconsciously aware of where it is you're strafing. Um, and it, it feels very intentional. There's one moment whenever everything goes dark and you have to get out a crappy little torch that lights up an area. Then this predator like baddie comes out and it hems you into this tiny corridor and it's very narrow so all of your circle strafing that you've been doing kind of goes out the window and you have to squeeze past them really fast while you shoot at them um and it's a really tense moment it's 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 great and i can definitely see why people would have loved it at the time um i was having fun last night so it's free get it so here's my question for you when that game came out you would have been uh like 10 yeah so is this the first time you've played it no no i played it whenever i was very very young um and i only ever got as far as getting out of the ship and then i had no idea where to go or what to do (laughs) um because i think i was and and i think also that the ship is really stressful especially if you're young because there's so much screaming going on (laughs) (laughs) there's just loads of screaming and horrible noises and explosions and um nothing really nothing attacks you when you're in there as far as i know i played when i was playing last night nothing attacked me um it's just kind of tense and you get health packs and stuff like that and you get built up before you go out you get some guns um but it was really i remember it being really stressful and i the the only thing i remember very clearly is stepping outside going into the second level and going out of the ship and feeling like a huge relief 
And I think part of why I didn't play much further than that is A, I couldn't find out where I was supposed to go, which is actually really simple. You just go behind the ship. Um, <laughs> and B, I was so relieved at being out of the scary point that I didn't want to go back into a new scary point. It used to happen a lot for me for games. I got that with Amnesia, a machine for pigs. I just I made it through a area which has I think scared me more than anything in video games or the real world and, and got through it but then just left I just <laughs> was like well, no I'm done I've made it through that bit what scared you more than anything in the real world oh the piston room the piston room there was something about the way I think the way things happened to I was playing it on my own in the middle of the night just deliberately to make myself more scared which was sort of a mistake but also sort of <laughs> a mem- made it very memorable um where i think there was just a series of in- something about the way it moved came together in a in probably scary <laughs> perfectly scary way in which it was whatever the monster was came very very close many times in a very in a very tense way I'm I'm genuinely a little unnerved as I'm talking about it. It scared me. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. So we've talked about being young. I'm going to talk about being old for a moment. Go on. Um, No, I just want to remember a really fun thing about FPSs in the the mid-90s. Doom and Quake. I can't remember if Unreal did it or not, but it was the whole shareware thing. So you would get a, a third of these games was just free. And you could get them off of cover discs, or if you had internet access, which obviously very few people did at the time, uh, uh, you could download them from like, bulletin boards and various things like that. Um, and uh, you, yeah, you just get a third of this game and, and on a floppy disk, and you could play the first third of Doom uh, to your heart's content completely for free. And then um, almost absolutely everybody on planet Earth just pirated the second two thirds. I don't know how it ever made any money, except for my dad, who bought, we had a box copy of Doom. Um, with the actual floppy disks, I think I had it on floppy disks. The shareware floppy disks. Sure, sure. The, but the actual fi- the for the final the full copy rather than just pirating the second two thirds. Oh. Um, and I imagine that, that's my perspective because I was you know a child, and uh, well I wasn't. I was a sort of t- early teen. But uh, yeah, so that none of my friends we couldn't afford to buy it. So, but yeah, who knows? But that was something I really miss, and I really I would love to see games doing that again now. Just giving away not you know not only, I'm not even just lamenting the lack of a demo. I'm lack of dement, lamenting the lack of a third of the game. I'd really like to see shooters embracing that model again. That would be lovely. You mean you would like to see shooters giving you a third of their game and then it worked and then not the rest? It's Did the it foundation w- of the whole genre. Would it work now though? I, that's what even... I'm interested to see. I'd love to see someone try and see. And see if it worked. If I play, because a lot of people, a lot of people would play. Like I know I play the first third of a game and give up a lot of the time. And I think a lot of people that see him, they would play the first third. I suspect, and they never buy it because they think, well, I got my fun with that, and I don't have the attention span. Could be, but people haven't changed that much since since twenty years ago. So um it'd be interesting i'd be interesting for someone to try i know i'm trying to i can't remember the name of it that game that uh that uh is it 3d realms are making now um that uh is oh, what's it called that it's really good it's made in the updated version of the build engine um, oh ion maiden and that that's 
it's sort of faking that idea that it's given away uh, two chapters that aren't technically going to be part of the final game, but act as a sort of bridge between the hideous prequel nonsense that came with Fourier, whatever it was called. Bombshell, I think. Yeah, it is Ion um, Maiden you're thinking of, yeah. Yeah, and so they gave away, uh, they're giving away two levels of that or something. I can't, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Is it? Who cares? I'll, Just I'll cut link, this, I'll, I'll cut put this a link rubbish to it. out. Cut this rubbish out. I'm talking about my bum. <laughs> I'll put a link to it and then people can find out. Ion Maiden is like a Duke Nukem style shooter. It's uh, very, very good. Yeah, you wrote a review of it, I think. Yes, and it's absolutely brilliant. I can't wait for the whole thing to come out, and I really hope they don't screw it up, which they very likely could because they're 3D realms. <laughs> um, and they have not exactly got a recently stellar history, so Bombshell being the nadir of their recent output. Um, so it'll be interesting. They're not really, I mean, it's just 3D. It's just people wearing the loose, stripped skin of 3D realms, isn't it? But I'm going to play a little game with you guys. We have a patch notes quiz that we sometimes do. We used to call it Patch Adam, but Adam isn't here anymore. He's dead now. Um, so we have to come up with something else uh, to call it. I don't know what else we could call it. If any listeners have any good ideas about what to call our patch notes quiz, um, you can email us, podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. I'll steal your ideas. How about that? This is crowdsourcing. <laughs> Uh, but I, I've I've done one now for shooters, so I'm gonna name some. I'm just gonna read out some patches, some patch notes, and you're gonna have to guess what what shooter this is from. Do we buzz in or do we take it in turns? What's the rules here? You can just both guess. Just you know, whatever. Cool. Um, okay, so fixed an issue that allowed players to get play of the game by killing gondoliers. Oh, it's I know that's it's Overwatch. No. Oh, okay. It is Overwatch. I would never have known that. You can kill a gondolier and get the best, the play of the game highlight. Uh, what about player no longer takes damage when spamming crouch? There's not really much to go on there. Halo? This is a hard one. I don't know. It's Rainbow Six Siege. I was close. Here's one. Turkey was too powerful. Turkey? Oh, what was that? I feel like we'd. Well, I've forgotten the name of that wonderful game with the flying. You had to patch out flying pat- pumas and. Is it that one? It's not that one. It sounds oh. good. Blind. Bo- blind. But what was it called? Kieran adored it 100 years ago. That's the best patch notes ever. Sorry, carry on. I've got no idea. This is Far Cry 5. Mm. They. Good gracious, they. I didn't know they'd patch that out. They were hilariously powerful. I kind of liked it. I thought it was like a fun joke that turkeys were the most dangerous enemy in the game. I don't think I encountered a turkey, and I played oh, that. Oh, I'm so sad hours. they nerfed the turkeys. They've nerfed the turkeys. Oh yeah. man. Um, what about this one? Indoor plants should no longer block bullets. Is that Deus Ex? Nope. Oh. Um. Counter Strike. It's Plunkbat, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Huh. I didn't know that was a thing. I'd have been abusing that. <laughs> what about added skull keys on Hail Barrel? Doom. Which Doom? <laughs> the best one. Hexen. Oh my goodness, we forgot about Hexen and all those games. Good gracious. I've never heard of Hexen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 
an, an inevitable consequence of the success of um, first-person shooters in the mid-90s where they then started adding in uh, f- fantasy, f- so fantasy and magic. Hexen and Heretic and all those. They're br- they were brilliant. Oh, that sounds really fun. They were. They, you should go play them. That's what you yeah, could do this afternoon. I like a combination. <laughs> uh, what about banter and curses between heroes now happens less frequently? Warhammer. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Left for Dead? It's Vermintide 2. Oh, so it, is left. Vermintide it was Left 2. for Dead then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fixed spit not sticking to opponents. Alien, ice, alien something, AVP. Nope. Got any guesses, Matt? Mm, what's the um, the one beginning with N that everyone likes and I never played? Um, Nidhog. I oh, this natural selection. That's two. the one I mean. Is it natural selection two? It's not natural selection two. It. It's dying light. <laughs> oh, see, Adam would have got that one. Here's a good one. Fixed AI of the red dudes. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, the red dudes in Serious Sam? That's another big one I've never touched. It's not Serious Sam. I don't know. Ikari Warriors for the old people. It's super hot. Come on. Oh, of course. That, that, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Full of red dudes. Oh, just quickly, I should have said VR. I, I was going to talk about VR games earlier. VR Super Hot is another contender for my favourite. Carry on. It's also in the list. I forget which number. Uh, fix the bug where rats were unable to consume severed limbs. Dishonored? It's Dishonored too. yeah. Beat me to it. Uh, finally, throwing knives will no longer explode when shot. <laughs> that sounds like a TF2 thing. Sniper Elite? It's Fallout New Vegas. Damn it. Huh. So I imagine you just see a throwing knife lying around and you shoot it and it blows up. <laughs> Video games. That was our shooter's patch notes quiz. Um, apart from Turkey was too powerful and the throwing knives one, there's not many out of context patch notes that are as good as in simulation games. I'm desperately trying to remember the name of this game. The listener is shouting at their uh, their telephone in fury at me for not remembering. What one of, of a of a jaguar in the sky? Yeah, and what? you could become invincible if you crawled and all sorts of amazing things. I don't know. I'm so frustrated that I can't remember his name. If we remember it, I'll put I'll put a link to it. The, it the, the game that John couldn't remember. It had the best patch notes of all time. No, because Dwarf Fortress has the best patch notes of all oh, time. Oh, fair enough. It's objectively true. Who won? Have you been... What, who won? Yeah. <laughs> The patch notes quiz. <laughs> I'm going to say John, because I think he got two right. Whoa. Wait, you got one right, didn't you? No, I... you got two right as well. You got Doom and Overwatch. D- Call D- it a draw. Yeah. And Vermintide. Or maybe you did win. You did win, Matt. <laughs> this is the thing, John. You don't like to ruin people's fun when you play multiplayer things. So we better give it to Matt, because he See, enjoys winning. I similarly I... hate winning at board games, because other people don't like losing. Ah, uh, see, that's so interesting because I have, I, I have fre- I have a friend that's like that as well, and I've heard other people say it, and I do not connect to that at <laughs> all. <laughs> Nor does my wife, who I beat at Scrabble whenever we play. I just enjoy playing. If I win, that's good, but it's it's better to have a good time. I agree. The journey with that. is what matters, well, not the winning. Well, 
They both matter. No, the journey is what matters. It's just the journey, Matt. You're too competitive. Uh, I I would I would contest that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, d- I did a clever thing, but um, ser- seriously, it's 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 interesting because like I've I've talked to a lot of non-competitive people where I've had similar conversations where they've been oh well, I d- I don't really understand it and. I guess I've oh, my mind's just blanked. It's you like shooters so that you can put a crosshair on a man's head quicker than the man puts the crosshair <laughs> on your head. That's what you're saying. I think for a lot of people, when things are competitive, that drains fun out of things. In like, there's just for them a competitive environment, whether they're whether they're winning or duh, I'm not articulating my thoughts as well. This needs gun. <laughs> you need to write this down. I do. I give up. Matt, you lose this discussion. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is terrible. Let's move on. Oh, thank goodness for Paul Kilduff Taylor of Mode 7 Games, who has saved my life on the Twitters. It was Boiling Point. Boiling Point. Ob- obviously. Boiling Point sounds like a John Woo movie. It does, doesn't it? All right. Well, that's that. Um, is there anything you guys would change about your favourite shooters? Like, I if I, I go back and play Halo, I love Halo, but I would make that a faster game. Like, I would make the running speed faster, because it's really annoying to walk very slowly across huge open canyons. How recently did you play it? Or last uh, play it? I, I don't know. I, I play it at least, like, once a year. All right. It's a nice comfort game. Yeah. So I can't, I can't remember. It's been so long ago. I can't remember what my problems with it were. <laughs> Though I, I think they existed. Would you fix anything in TF2? When I played it as a kid, there was a long time where I wanted a mage in it. But I don't know if that would be a genuinely good addition. <laughs> Did you used to talk to your friends and say, you know what TF2 needs? A mage, imagine. Yeah, I did. I thought I was, I convinced myself that they were going to add that, that was going to happen. Did you write to Valve and say, <laughs> listen, you guys, listen? I didn't. I should have done, though. Uh, but the serious answer is, if TF2 had launched with a proper competitive matchmaking, esports today would look very different. And that would be, well, well yeah, more people would be playing competitive TF2, which I would like. Oh, okay. Fair. John, you don't change anything about games. No, they're perfect in every way. I think I would love, I would dearly love to go and put Mouse Look back in a bunch of those oh, yeah. FPSs. Somebody modded Mouse Look oh. into old Doom, I believe. They did, and it works really nicely, actually. But I need it in uh, Ultimate Underworld. I need a Mouse Look for that, please. Ah, oh, so this is an interesting question. Well, if I go back and play Doom, <laughs> um, which I am interested in doing, should I play with Mouse Look with that mod, or should I not? No, I think play with just keyboard. Don't use mouse at all. Okay. Um, that's what I would suggest because that's how it was played at the time. You, uh, you cursor keys on your right hand and then um, shooting on the left. I try, try it because it's re- really interesting to play it how it was no, originally played Matt, and see no, and just sort of no, recalibrate don't do that. I mean, it, no, do it. Do it, you, trust me. it use sounds, my it my sounds interesting. I don't. I genuinely don't know if it sounds fun, but it does sound interesting. Do both. See how you feel. Yeah. I am looking forward to the System Shock remake 
for the same reason because I tried to play System Shock again or System Shock 2, I can't remember which one and just going back to that when all the controls are just all borked everything doesn't work the way you you expect it to Wait, was this System Shock 2 or... Wait, System Shock 2 is a thing, right? Yes <laughs> But I always wanted to play both those games but whichever one I went back, I think it was System Shock 2 uh, it's just all, I don't know, broken. Somebody, I think, made, I don't know if it was an official one or not, but it was redone in a way, and this is one of the one of the few cultural touchstones I've managed to go back and play. And I was, the version I played, I was surprised at how fine it was in that regard. You need to send me this. So here we go, here's some boiling point patch notes. <laughs> yeah. We've got a uh, fixed dog does not cast shadows. <laughs> That's good. Uh, too big moon has been readjusted. <laughs> Police station cannot be destroyed by a crossbow anymore. <laughs> That's a uh, that in fairness is PC Gamer's translation of the uh, peculiar. And then this is one from the original patch notes: uh, flowers in Granny's hands. That's Just that. Yeah, That's <laughs> nice. It's true. Oh, excellent. Have they put them in or taken them out? We have no information. Maybe they've just. Maybe she just. They're nicer. I don't know. Shall we see what the readers say are their favorite? Yes. First-person shooters. Uh, I imagine we're going to get a lot of Golden Eye here. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. Golden Eye? <laughs> I'm being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> Which is completely out of mind. Sorry. Now that was a game I played multiplayer because it was fun with my university, uh, my university housemates. It wasn't really competitive. Play. It was more about just you know taking the Mickey. We just played Golden Gun on the the split. Oh, for the quarters. I did though. that as well on a friend's. What before you were born? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> at, at some point after I was born, <laughs> yeah. I played Golden Eye Split Screen. I remember doing this. I mean, although I am vaguely concerned, like like I was saying earlier, these it gets mulled up with other things. But I'm pretty sure I have fond memories of GoldenEye split screen. There you go. Okay, you're forgiven. We're not talking about you two anymore. We're talking about readers. Come on. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Liquid Black says Battlefield 2142 was way ahead of its peers at the time as far as an ambition, as far as ambition and skill goes. Uh, its Attack the Titan mode was visionary. There you go. Why, ha- why there hasn't been a sequel is a complete mystery to me, he adds, not realising there's been loads of Battlefield sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just means the future versions. But yeah. Oh, and then he goes on to back me up on four-way split-screen Goldeneye. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of people saying Dooms and Quakes and Half-Lifes. So... We didn't discuss Half-Life or Half-Life 2 at all, which is interesting that we didn't well, discuss them. Well, McBuggy says Half-Life 2 would be my pick. Maybe not the one with the get- best gunplay, but what an adventure. I found it, I went back and played it a few years ago for LPS to see if it held up. It kind of does and kind of doesn't. It's interesting how it doesn't it, hold up. It's got some really boring bits. Yeah, it's very dry whenever you play it and you realise there's yeah. not much. The gravity gun's great fun. And but it doesn't come in till so late yeah, in the game. Yeah, Ravenholm is amazing. It's still good. I guess um, it's that it's thing we scary. remember the highs and forget the dull bits. Yeah. I'd forgotten how revolting Ravenholm is. That's what really amazed me when I went back to that. It's just how grotesque and gory yeah, it is. Yeah, it's wonderful. I love Ravenholm. 
Let's see. Spinny says Marathon and its sequels. They set a high bar for depth of story and world building in the genre and paved the way for Halo. Marathon is in our top 50 list. Um, I've never played Marathon. I've played Marathon. I played it whenever I was younger and I really, really loved it. But then again, I, I played it after I played Halo and I was like kind of fanboying out a bit, I think. So maybe my opinion is colored by that. Interesting. Someone CJ Wheeler brings up Soldier of Fortune. He says it has the best throwing knives in any shooter I've ever played which I feel like a survivalist nutter for saying. It was like pinging someone with a deadly elastic band. And I thought it's interesting. Soldier of Fortune, especially Soldier of Fortune 2, were one of, I, I think, if you went back and looked at the history of FPS, they were one of its its pivotal moments of everyone. Everyone sort of went, with Soldier of Fortune 2, everyone went, uh, actually, no, we don't like this. This is really horrible. This is a horrible game. And games became a lot less violent and gory for a while after Soldier of Fortune 2. And I think the FPS has never really gotten back to that that horrible place. The Soldier of Fortune games were the ones that took real pride in being able to blow very particular parts of the body off your enemies. Uh In fact, Twitter has hidden a reply from Russell Jones because it doesn't feel like I'm going to be interested to know that Soldier of Fortune 2 has the most amazing dismemberment at the time with the possibility to kill someone by shooting their fingers off. But actually, I remember there was just a, a sort of an, an international revulsion at this game. Everyone went, oh, this is horrible. We're making people suffer. We just wanted to, you know, shoot at brightly decorated targets, see, not John, maim humans. You say that there was an international revulsion, but I remember my friend bringing that round and us having a great time shooting <laughs> body parts off corpses. So, you know, come see, come see. <laughs> uh, to me, Half-Life 1 says Matt Hike. I was 18, but it was my turning point between old school just shoot like Doom and Quake and holy cow, there's a story. Oh, it was revelatory. The, the thing, though, about Half-Life is often celebrated for its its introduction sequence where you're on that cable car for so yeah. long. But actually, it's really slow and really boring and then everyone's wrong. What's <laughs> amazing about Half-Life is that you're just in... And it's not amazing now. If someone went to it now, they just go, oh, okay. But it was set in a, an ordinary office space. I remember the first screenshots when they first appeared in the magazines. Um, so screenshots of this new game and it was like a, a, a room with tables and, a, and, a, and drinks machines and it's, you'd never seen this in a game before you'd never seen real life like this it was in a first person game it was and it was so astounding just to be moving around offices and talking to people and, and I, that was that was so uh, game changing at the because time because you normally had to go to hell to kill things yes I played it when I was eight and was so confused and bored <laughs> 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 I I um. I just bounced off it because I had no idea what to do or where to go. And then came back to it a couple of years later and had a fantastic time. Um, I, my introduction to Half-Life was very poor because we got it for, I think, the PlayStation 2 um, rather than the PC. And it when they, when they put it on PlayStation 2, the developers or whoever ported it must have thought people on console will not be able to shoot straight. They just don't get it. So we're going to have to put it in like an auto-aim kind of function. But they hadn't come up with the kind of aim assist thing, you know, where your crosshair drifts into the enemy kind of half automatically. Um, they hadn't come up with that exactly yet. So what you had to do in PlayStation 2 version of Half-Life is you'd press a button and your gun would kind of automatically lock on the nearest enemy and follow them around. And then you could just shoot as much as you liked. It was really, really odd. Um, and I think I had the same reaction to you, Matt. And that it it just felt just felt weird and kind of janky, so yeah. we abandoned it. We brought it back to the uh, video rental store. Sorry, Half Life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Let's see what else people have said. Tommy Quista said, Halo, Halo 2, and Halo 3, which even I think is too much Halo. Far too much. Also, they're not PC games. What's he even talking about? Um, one of them is. Actually, two of them are. Halo 2 was on. Is it, I thought it just Halo was on PC. Halo 2 was on Windows, games for Windows Live, no. It doesn't oh, count. It. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count, you're right. Um, Zelias says, Black had the best sound design. Um, but I think that was only for PlayStation, wasn't it? Black. Yeah. Gosh, that rings a bell. I played black and it was it was lauded for having like glass that broke into lots of little bits and noise and but when you played it it was just like well guess I'm still shooting things in a kind of uninteresting way. <laughs> what have people on Facebook said? People on Facebook are really they don't explain themselves, they just say what they like. Half Life, Unreal Tournament, Team Fortress Two, Duck Hunt, says Ali Darai. Um Duck Hunt's a good shout. I've heard of it. <laughs> you've, you've, you've read about it in museums. Um, Paul Tracy Purcell says the Tribes series. Yeah, Tribes Ascend. Oh, yeah. Tribes Ascend. I don't know about the original old ones, uh, but Tribes Ascend was very, very good. I had a lot of fun in that. Do you know who made Tribes Ascend? Uh, no. It's quite interesting. It it's made by... Is it gone? Hi, Rez. I might be missing... No, I mean the the actual human beings. Oh, no. No idea. Um, I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm just going to double check. Because I went to a preview event of Tribe Descent and had no idea who I was about to meet. You walked into the room and Peter Molyneux was standing there. <laughs> I mean, long before that would have been a problem. Um, <laughs> where are the names of the people I'm looking for? Anyway, it was a lot... It was high-res, high but there was a lot of ex-looking glass people touched, attached to that game. That's unusual. Yeah. It's like all the looking glass people who weren't interested in the immersive sim, but loved guns and jetpacks. Hmm. No, but there was loads going on in Tribes. There was a decent, there was a really decent story to it. Let me get the credits. I'm, not, I'm really sure I'm not talking out my bum here. I just know Tribes is the cool skiing game. <laughs> where, you, you, where you shoot multiplayer men. I, was, like, I wasn't even aware the originals had a story, which I guess... I went on this, I went on this preview trip with uh, Dan Grill. And we managed to find a button that made it go to wireframe, <laughs> and the and the developers are absolutely uh, out of their minds with worry when they saw what we were doing. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I think that's it, shooters. We've we've discussed all the good ones. Um, you should definitely check out the best fifty FPS list that we've got up if you want to learn more about the good shooters. There's loads we haven't mentioned: um, Crisis, Chronicles of Riddick, Shadow Warrior Two. Um, Titanfall 2, Swap 4, there's lots. There's a lot of things there. Left 4 Deads. Titanfall 2 is very impressive yeah. experience. It's great. I just wanted to make a quick appeal, because I didn't before, to the uh, unexpected joys of first-person shooters in VR, where I haven't played nearly as much of them as I should have done, knowing how much I enjoy them. But there is... I remember a specific moment playing Outlast where I was, um, which is like, think Counter-Strike, but VR. Where I, I was... lost a horror game. What? Not Outlast. Onward. Onward. Okay. Messed up my own games. <laughs> <laughs> Onward uh, is VR Counter-Strike. And then I remember a specific moment in it where I was like leaning against a wall and I was pretty sure there was a guy like around the other corner. And so all of my instincts were like, to, you know, the normal ones that you get in a shooter, which is to quickly dart around the corner, shoot them and dart back. And then I remember this beautiful moment where I just thought, ah, oh, hang on a second. 
and reached around with my arm, put my pistol <laughs> around the corner, shot a bunch of times, like, wildly, not knowing what was there, stepped around the corner, and there was someone at my feet, and it was the best feeling in video games. <laughs> you basically put your hand around the corner and shot someone in the head. It was, it was glorious. Um, I can uh, I can agree with uh, you as far as uh, super hot VR goes. Um, it's like being in the Matrix. It's so much fun. Yes, it's like being in the Matrix without any of the annoying um, or bad sequel nonsense. I should just like to uh, correct my mistake that the listener already noticed. I was talking about Tribes Vengeance, of course, which is irrational. Uh, written by Ken Levine. I can see how your thoughts led down the road. They went down, led you down that road. If you know what I mean. No, 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 because it, it, yeah, irrational it goes, looking glass. It's the, yes, but that's true. That's my point. There's lots of them went back to looking glass. But yeah, anyway, so I was thinking of the wrong game. Sorry, I was, I was eight years out. That's fine. Let's end this podcast. Sure. If you have a theme that you want to suggest for us, you can email that to us, podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at rockpapershot. You can find us on YouTube at rockpapershot, where our new video team make good videos now we didn't used to do this but we do now and it's good we used to exclusively make bad videos before um yeah we would just go out of our way to make terrible videos so it's refreshing um if you want to leave us a little heart or a, a like or a fav or whatever it is that things things that you do uh you can do that too but most importantly tell your friends to listen to us because they believe in you they'll trust you <laughs> Uh, is there anything you guys want to add? Nothing. I'm out. You're done. Alright. Matt has to go and play Unreal and Doom this afternoon. <laughs> Unreal, Doom. I have to go play a System Shock. John has to go and play Overwatch. We've all got our homework to do. It'd be really funny if Matt suddenly found himself embroiled in the Unreal versus Quake <laughs> wars of <laughs> the late 90s. Or was it Alice described um, Unreal versus Quake as a made-up as a made-up rivalry by journalists who were annoyed that they didn't have a Blur versus Oasis. <laughs> it's exactly. It was just as that which was a made-up rivalry by music journalists who were annoyed they didn't have an Unreal and Quake. Oh, anyway, that's it. We're gonna finish off now. Thank you very much for listening. Tune in next week as well. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye. in Granny's hands.